What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another draft grade edition of the Greeks Gridiron. Today, we are going to be talking about none other than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, as you all know, if you watch the show, I am a Colts fan, so I am grading a division rival right now. I'm going to try to put my Colts fandom aside here and give an honest, uh, you know, dissection of what the Jaguars did in this year's draft. Uh, you know, a lot of good things to, to, to really like about this draft. Um, I think there's a lot of like player potential in here. Uh, a couple of head scratching picks, but I'm a really big fan of kind of what the Jaguars are trying to do here and build, especially in terms of like athletic potential. So let's dive in. Number one, pick one. Round one of the NFL draft, quarterback Trevor Lawrence. There's really not much to say about this pick. I think that they, you know, they hit the nail on the head. They went after the biggest position of need they have, which was that quarterback position. Um, you know, I don't really have anything negative to say about this. Trevor Lawrence has been the guy since coming out of high school. I like what they're doing with the pick. Um, you know, it, it, this was the commitment to bringing in a guy that has, you know, been the guy since high school. You know, you think of players like Peyton, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Joe Montana, you know, always in the spotlight their entire way up from like the, from being a young age all the way into getting into the NFL. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, shows a lot of that same talent and potential, and he has that same kind of pat career path going for him. So overall, excellent pick. Not much to discuss. Big fan of the Trevor Lawrence pick. I'm glad that they didn't try to like get cute and go anywhere else. I think Trevor Lawrence was the number one quarterback going in this draft. Now, where the real draft starts for Jacksonville. Uh, round one, pick 25, running back Travis Etienne. Clemson running back, the running back for Trevor Lawrence. Um... I'm iffy on this pick. I understand the idea of, okay, we brought in the running back that played with Trevor Lawrence. Maybe it's a comfort thing. You know, they have chemistry together. Um, I don't know if that translates as much, though, between a quarterback and running back as to where that comparison usually comes from in a quarterback and wide receiver. Like, when you look at the Bengals, they bring in Jamar Chase because that's the guy that helped, you know, Joe Burrow have his career year in the uh, college ranks back before he left LSU to come into the NFL. So I understand that because that quarterback-receiver connection, the trust between those two guys is, like, paramount to the success of the offense running. And, you know, I I'm not a big fan of that pick because I thought they should have went tackle. Um, but, you know, I understand where that comes from, the idea behind it. Now, I don't think that translates as much at running back. Um, they were saying that they're putting Travis Etienne at the um, the wide receiver drills, and Urban Meyer was quoted as saying, you know, worst case scenario, this ends up being a running back with really good receiving skills. So I guess it really ultimately like boils down to what they end up doing with Travis Etienne. They obviously, they had a really good run game last year, undrafted free agent, thousand yards. So I mean, like they, they had good running out of nowhere. And I don't really understand the pick unless they're going to really commit to Travis being a wide receiver and not a running back. So really... I'm like, I'd give the pick a B because I understand where they're coming from, but I think there was more pressing needs you could have gone after. Round number one is a round where you are picking guys that are, you know, you want them to start day one. And so, you know, having a running back that kind of, you know, came out of nowhere and did a really good job for your team last year was like one of the few bright spots in Jacksonville kind of scratched my head a little bit when I saw the pick again, I understand it, but at the same time, I don't know if that idea translates as well as when you're comparing quarterbacks and wide receivers where like that idea actually comes from. Um, round two, pick 33, Tyson Campbell, cornerback. I'm a really big fan of this out of Georgia. 4-4 speed. He's 6'2", a little bit thin for his size at 185, but I think he can fill out that frame a little bit more, put on an extra five pounds or so uh, without losing that 4-4 speed. I think that, you know, 
uh, the prospect of him is there. He's, you know, very athletic, big dude. He can cover the smaller guys, but he can cover the bigger guys. You know, he's like a multifaceted type of corner. This is somebody that can play just about anybody when you line them up against him. Um, Ball instincts was the biggest critique against him. He only had one interception. So, you know, that's probably the biggest question there is can he find the football coming up into the NFL? That'll ultimately remain to be seen if that can be something he can, you know, figure out as he works his way through his rookie year. Um, but overall, like the potential of him, I think is really good. And that's going to be like a recurring theme for this draft discussion. Hello, Gravy. Back again. I'm going to go ahead and put you on the floor there, buddy. <laughs> um, but I, again, solid pick. I think it's really good. I like it. Um, it, again, it, it'll just boil down to can they produce a corner that they want out of the, you know, the physical tool set that they're getting from him. Um, the next pick round two, pick 45, this one is kind of like, uh, was this really something you need someone you needed to go after in the second round? Could you have maybe gotten him a little bit later? Offensive tackle Walker litter out of a little out of Stanford. Great feet, big muscular frame, um, you know, in a lot better shape, I guess you could say than some offensive tackles you would normally see especially being taken this high. Um, he hasn't played since week one of 2019. So this is where the idea of, you know, did they really have to go this high to bring him in? I don't know. I feel like you could have maybe got him in the third round, but I, I, I don't know. He has like the, the size. He has, you know, the movement to play tackle. It's just a matter of where is his development? He hasn't played in two years. You know, is he going to be as good as you would hope he would be, you know, at this point in his time, in his like, in his life, I guess you could say, or his career. Um, that was probably the biggest question mark that kept coming up when I was doing my research on him. So, and that's kind of a big thing for me too, is, you know, he hasn't played in two years. That's a lot, you know, a lot of question marks of players who sat out last year were brought up. This is a guy who's missed two years. So It'll remain to be seen how well that pick turns out for them. I like the athleticism he brings and the size that, you know, and again, the muscular frame. He's a big hulking dude. Um, I like the pick. It's just a matter of can they develop him into a legitimate tackle to be able to protect either the blind, the blind side or the opposite side of, you know, wherever they want to plug him in for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, going into round three, pick 65, Andre Sisco, safety out of Syracuse playmaker that was like the biggest thing that I could come up with in terms of like trying to define this player a playmaker 12 interceptions over the last two years um you know so he's he can find the football he has a nose for the football um it's kind of like a knock to what people were saying on Tyson Campbell so this is a guy that hopefully can you know seal up the back end of that defensive backfield and be a very strong cover guy for you um, he, you know, he has good size, good speed. He's coming off that torn ACL. So big question there. He's not as physical and great of a tackler as you would like to see from a safety, but this is a guy that I think is more so like free safety than strong safety type deal. Um, you know, somebody who's just going to be in the backfield consistently trying to, you know, shut down that top half of the field for you. Round four, pick 106, Jay Tufalele, D-tackle at a USC. Uh, you know, he has a very strong swim move. That's what a lot of people were raving about. He's agile. He really hunts down the quarterback and, you know, tries to finish those plays. Did not play in 2020. Um, the biggest knocks towards him were his balance and also the reliance of that swim move. He'll bull rush every now and again, but it seems like he just falls back on that swim move consistently. So that's something that D-line coaches are going to have to work with, with for him is, you know, can they teach him those other moves, can, you know, to be a more multifaceted type guy that you don't want a one move guy who every now and again will do a bull rush here and there to try to outmuscle the offensive lineman he's up against you know can you teach him to play and be more of like a you know keep, keep the offensive lineman guessing I guess is the best way you could say it. you know you don't want to be a one-dimensional guy especially when you're rushing the passer there um 
Then for uh, round four, pick 121, Jordan Smith, linebacker out of Alabama. This guy is huge. He's a monster. 6'7", 250 pounds, uh, 55 pounds, excuse me, to be exact there. He's an attacker, you know, rushing mentality, 13 sacks and 52 hurries in two years. You know, the sacks maybe could be a little bit higher, but the fact that he has those 52 hurries, if he's not getting to the quarterback, he's causing pressure and getting the quarterback either to move out of the pocket, disrupt what he's trying to do, and that's what you want in somebody that can really get after the quarterback at the linebacker position, I'm assuming that they're going to have him rush more than anything. Um, the biggest issues that I could come up with as far as uh, research on him goes, uh, people were saying he's a little bit thin. 255, I think, is a big frame, but I guess at 6'7", it's a little bit thinner than you'd want. Um, and then on top of that, I guess the biggest issue he has in terms of his play is getting stuck on blocks. You know, So some people say that being so big and his size, he should be able to break the blocks easier, but that was something that he got stuck up in and was probably the biggest reason as to why he only had 13 sacks in his last couple of years. Um, but overall, I think this is a solid depth pick, a solid, you know, late round guy that, you know, has production and you got him in the fourth round. Really good pick here. Then the last two picks, uh, Luke Farrell, tight end out of Ohio State, and then Jalen Camp, wide receiver out of Georgia Tech. These guys are like balls of clay that I'm assuming Urban Meyer hopes that they can turn into legitimate players for them. Uh, Luke Farrell, not a ton of production in the college ranks. You know, he didn't do a whole bunch, you know, no real flashy receiving numbers, touchdown numbers, anything like that. But he has the size that you want and athleticism. He's 6'5", 251, solid blocker. He can make a contested catch. You know, he's not afraid to go up and do that. And that's those are like all the things you want in a tight end in terms of size, athleticism, you know, uh, not being afraid to go up for those big catches. You know, when you think of like contested catches that people like Rob Gronkowski and Zach Ertz and when he was really good and Travis, um, Travis Kelsey, you know, um, George Kittle, those are the guys that, you know, they're not afraid to go up and make those big catches that, you know, but they can also block here, you know, here and there when asked to do so. So I think that Luke Farrell is a solid late round pick. You know, he has the physical tools and everything. It's just a matter of, can he turn into what the Jaguars I'm assuming are hoping he could be with all that size and athleticism. Uh, and then Jalen Camp, same idea. This dude is an athletic freak of nature. 40-inch uh, vertical, 30 reps on the bench press for 225. That's absurd. Uh, he's 6'2", 220, so big size, explosive. He can, you know, again, he has the leap. He has the strength. Um, on top of that, you know, he's, he's explosive. He's an explosive type of player, you know. And the biggest knocks are really just like, you know, the, the more like, nuanced things of being a wide receiver. So like his route running needs to be worked on. That's probably the biggest thing that I could come up with. Uh, and then the other thing is that he's very apt to look before he runs his route. So he's like giving up what he's going to be doing to corners. And when you get to the NFL level, you can't be doing things like that. You, you know, you're playing against the best in the world at what they do. If they're in the NFL and they're playing across from you, there's a reason they're there. And if you're giving tells as to what your route's going to be, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure. And if you're playing an elite corner, they're going to run that route before you. So you don't want to get into that trap there. Uh, but again, you know, physical freak, you know, he has all the tools that you could ask for. It's a matter of, can we polish up his route running? Can we break some of the bad habits and, you know, turn him into what I'm assuming they hope could be a legitimate threat at wide receiver. If he puts everything together. Um, I really like the size and the, and like the athleticism from him. It's insane what he can do at his size. Um, and then, Oh, and that's, that's the end of the draft as far as picks for them go. So the grade, uh, I'm a Colts fan. So Jaguars fans, if you're hearing me say this right now, I am not trying to hate on the team. I actually respect what they did in the draft. I, I see where they're coming from and they took a lot of like really athletic balls of clay and they want to mold them into the players that I'm assuming urban Meyer wants to have in his scheme. So 
my draft grade on Jacksonville is more so a product of like the idea that they're bringing in a lot of players with really good traits. It's just, can they turn them into what they want? Um, I'm going to give them a B minus. They did a really good job hitting on, you know, they didn't really have a position of need. They're one in 15. Uh, you know, they, they had so many holes they needed to fill. So they were just going after what they deemed the best player that they could grab at that point in time in the draft. Um, the Travis Etienne pick left me a little bit scratching my head. Uh, the Walker little one, I feel like you could have gotten him maybe a little bit later in the draft. I, I, I'm not a scout or I, you know, for, I was, I don't know anything with the teams, but I just feel like that's somebody you could have maybe waited for the third round or even later, just because he's missed so much time and you don't really know where his development actually is having not played football in two years. Um, but I still think that they did a good job bringing in such like such athleticism that you can't grade them lower than a B minus. You know, it's their their whole entire draft class is going to be based off development and the coaching staff. Can they turn them into the players that they should be able to be with the skill sets a lot of these guys have? So I respect what Jacksonville did in the draft. Um, I tried to push my Colts fandom to the side. You know, Jacksonville seems to beat us at least once a year, so I will never count out Jacksonville ever. Um, you know, they got the best of us last year, week one. They completely route like you know ran us over. So I'm a big fan of what Jacksonville can do from time to time. And, you know, I try to stay unbiased as possible. I love football first, and then I'm a Colts fan second. I always like to say so. Respect to what they did in the draft. B- minus is my grade. I'd love to see what you Jaguars fans think in the comments section down below. So let me know what you guys think. Other than that, though, thanks for watching. I'll catch you guys later with another draft grade video.